Hi everyone, it's Hermes of Alpha Beta Consulting, here with your weekly hewing message. The message that shapes you into who you were meant to be. The you that's ripe for purpose. So, it seems your actions have caught up with you, hey? And now you're stuck with having to face the consequences. Well, what can I say? Them's the breaks. Have you ever heard this saying, them's the breaks? I recently heard it for the first time as I followed the political unraveling of a former prime minister. In his resignation to what was before him, he shrugged it off with the words, them's the breaks. Then within a month, as I binge watched a series, yes, yes, in one of my moments of aimless but very needed distraction, one of the characters in the series, in full acceptance of his circumstances, shrugged, them's the breaks, you know? When I first heard the saying, someone tried to explain it to me. The explanation really didn't shed any light on the meaning for me, so I turned to Mr. Know-It-All, to Google. According to Google, them's the breaks is a term that originated in the game of pool or billiards. It refers to the breaking of the formation of the balls after they've been racked. If you've played pool before or seen it played, you would know that there's little control over how many balls are sunk and into which pockets they go. Them's the breaks, then, refers to one's resignation to the outcome of things and an acceptance of consequences, whatever they be. Turning now to our gospel for the 16th Sunday after Pentecost, from Luke 16, is the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, not the brother of Mary and Martha. In the parable, Jesus tells of a rich man who, while he was alive, lived the good life and did nothing to help those in need. Among those in need was Lazarus, a beggar whose body was covered with sores and longed to satisfy his hunger with what fell from the rich man's table, as we read in verses 20 to 21. As the quote-unquote breaks would have it, Lazarus and the rich man died, seemingly at about the same time. Lazarus, whose name means God has helped, was carried away by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man ended up in Hades, where he was being tortured. Suffering in the torture, he looked up and saw Lazarus with Father Abraham. He called out to Father Abraham that he might send Lazarus with him, to him with just a drip of water to cool his tongue. In response, Father Abraham returns. Child, remember that during your lifetime, you received your good things and Lazarus in like manner, evil things. 
but now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between you and us, a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who might want to pass from here to you cannot do so, and no one can cross from there to us. Luke 16, 25 to 26. If them's the bricks was an expression in the first century when Jesus walked the earth, I think Father Abraham might have chimed in at the end. What can I say, Mr. Richman? Them's the bricks. Last week, in my piece, The Dishonest Manager's Day of Reckoning, you were encouraged not to fret us at the prosperity or seeming good fortune of the wicked, for their day of reckoning will be upon them, and they will have to account and pay the price for their actions. You will recall, in the parable of the dishonest manager on which the peace was based, not only was the manager called upon to account for what he had done with his master's money, but he also suffered the consequence and was fired. Now, here we are again, confronting the fact of the inevitability of the consequences of our actions, of our choices. Friends, it doesn't matter who you are, your station in life, the power or resources you command, you will be held to account for what you do. It doesn't matter how long you've gotten away with a wrong deed. Eventually, it catches up with you and you will have to account and pay the price. If I might say it this way, you're getting away with sin, with wrongdoing, dishonesty in business, infidelity in relationships, inattentiveness to your family, abuse of the trust of others, laziness, envy, greed, and other vices, is God's way of declaring God's almighty power by showing mercy and pity. What do I mean by this? Your getting away with whatever wrong you commit is God's way of giving you an opportunity to repent and to do right before your time comes. To die, that is. Do not be deceived into thinking you've avoided the consequence of your action. God is infinitely merciful and God desires for all his children to be reconciled to him. And although he recognizes that some of us will choose whether or not we recognize it as a choice, not to be reconciled to the Father, He, in His mercy and pity, will continue to give us an opportunity to repent. He will continue to present us with opportunities to get back on track and honor our purpose. Remember, our purpose is to keep in step with God's will. If the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, or rather, in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, in God's wisdom, Lazarus was probably deliberately placed at the gate of the rich man, so that daily he could be given an opportunity to show love for his neighbor, as written in the epistle 
1 Timothy Timothy 6, 6 6-19, that is, to do good, to be rich in good works, generous and ready to share, thus storing up for himself the treasure of a good foundation for the future, so that he could take hold of the life that really is life. Verses 18 to 19. Regrettably, the rich man didn't take heed. He never stopped for a moment to consider how he might help Lazarus and well in the parable. We see the consequence. Them's the breaks, I suppose. Friends, whatever you choose in this life, choose life. Eternal life, that is. As Paul encouraged Timothy, I encourage you, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. Verses 11 to 12. Living by this code, you will attain your purpose, whatever your missions in life. Forget the things of this world, for we brought nothing into the world so that we can take nothing out of it. Verse 7. If you observe, the conjunctional phrase is, so that. It means it has been designed that way, so that we would focus on a higher purpose and a higher cause, a purpose and a cause that keep us in eternal life. Friends, in this life, we must choose wisely the path we walk. For while we may choose our path, it is not for us to choose the destination of that path. What can I say? Them's the breaks. Until next time, love, peace, and joy.